0: My name is Savannah Mentinger, and I'm obsessed with all things women's health and helping you navigate both the messy and magical seasons of being a woman. I'm a small town mom of two who is bridging the gap between conventional and functional health and medicine. I'm gonna show you how possible it is for you to achieve any goal you have and have fun while doing it. Hormones, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, business, are all things that we'll discuss. Nothing is TMI or off limits here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with your best friend while you have the women's health class you never knew you needed. Grab a drink, sit back, and buckle up, my girls. All aboard the Estrogen Express. Can you say it one more time? Say it a little bit louder. Well, done. You guys, what is up? I am so excited to be bringing to you all the Estrogen Express. I tell you what, I am someone who has listened to podcasts forever. It kind of started off with like listening to all the true crime stuff and then developed into like more health related things a while back, probably you know, less than a year ago, I was actually asked to be a guest on a podcast, and it was so much fun. And after the fact, I had so many people say like, "Hey, Sav, like, you should do a podcast." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I would so love to," but I like, I don't even know, you know, the first thing about doing a podcast. And so the idea has always been in the back of my head. And then finally, as I got things a little bit more situated. The boys are getting a little bit older I was like you know what I have some time that I could devote to a podcast so here we are and I am just I'm so 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 pumped to be here but today I'm just gonna kind of keep it short and sweet and I we're just gonna dive right in here to the the edutainment so I want to educate you guys but also like make it fun right all right, so we are going to kick off The Estrogen Express first ever episode with an episode on signs and symptoms of hormone imbalances. And the reason for this is because as you guys start listening to the episodes, I want you to start becoming a little bit more problem aware as far as what's happening with your health and then you can start putting the, you know, the pieces together. So that way, you know, if you're having symptoms that you're starting to get curious about, or maybe you have a known diagnosis and you're kind of wondering the next best route to go for you, hopefully as you listen through this podcast and the future episodes, you're able to start moving in the right direction so that way you can feel your best. Now, a lot of times when people think of hormone imbalances, they usually think of things like irregular periods or fertility struggles because of their sex hormones. Maybe they can't lose weight because of their thyroid, or maybe their gut health is just off and they feel like they're nine months pregnant if they even look at food. So they suspect something else underlying might be going on. And yes, these are all signs of hormone imbalances in the body, but there are a whole number of things that can also be signs of hormone imbalances in the body that I feel like aren't talked about enough. So before we talk specifically about the symptoms... I want to very briefly give you guys a little bit of a science lesson, and I want to talk about the oat axis. So when I say the oat axis, I'm talking about the ovarian, adrenal, and thyroid axis. Now, it's really important to know that the entire body is interconnected. If one area is suffering, you're going to see effects of that elsewhere. And so my best reference for this is if you picture a three-legged stool. So... Obviously, for that chair to stand, those three legs need to be standing optimally, right? Now, think of it like this. Each leg is going to represent one of these different corners of this axis. So you have your ovaries over here, you have your thyroid here, and you have your adrenals here. So say your thyroid just starts slacking on you. She's not pulling her weight here, and then all of a sudden, that third leg on that chair just falls off. Obviously, it's going to be pretty difficult for that three-legged stool to just stand on its own, right? And it's kind of the same thing with your body. Now, if one of your bodily systems isn't functioning as optimally as it can, you're going to see cascades of that elsewhere in the body. So some examples of this would be like if you have a thyroid disorder, you might have really heavy periods or if cortisol is imbalanced that can really interfere with your fertility or your ability to lose body fat and so on. So we're going to go down a list here and it's just, you know, very brief and broad. But I just, like I said, want to kind of give you guys signs and symptoms to start being on the lookout for as you start listening, moving forward, just so you know that, hey, what you're experiencing isn't normal, that you can feel better than what you do. You can look the way that you want and you should be in control of every aspect of your health. So as you guys probably know, there's a whole list of different hormones in the body Today, we're only specifically going to be talking about cortisol, the sex hormones, so estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, and then we're also going to be talking about the thyroid. Now, again, this is not an exhaustive list. There are so many other hormones that can also be imbalanced. I'm just keeping it pretty basic today to talk about those three to focus on that oat axis. So we're going to kick off with cortisol. Now, cortisol is this hormone Everyone's pretty familiar with it. Um, And it's all, you know, it's very much demonized in the health space. But with that, obviously, if cortisol gets unchecked, yes, that can totally mess with your health and cause all sorts of inflammation and just problems in the body. But cortisol is a positive thing and it can be a positive thing. It's, It's so necessary for survival. It's involved with that stress response and it's basically there keeping you alive. So we need to kind of take a step back and just appreciate cortisol for all that it does. It's constantly trying to maintain balance in the body just to keep you in check and help you function as optimally as you can. Now with that, cortisol can be too high or it can be too low. So we're going to start with high cortisol. Now if cortisol is really high, one of the main things that I generally see is someone feeling tired but wired. And what I mean by that is say you're going through the day and you're just totally feeling exhausted. You just can't wait for bedtime to come around. Nothing you do you know you've you've chugged two or three, hopefully no more than that, but maybe more cups of coffee, and you 're just like you need a nap or something you cannot get through this day, and then all of a sudden the end of the day comes around, you sit down and it's finally freaking bedtime, and then you're just wound you can 't shut your mind off you 're just like, oh my gosh, now i like I'm thinking of all of the things I need to do, yada, yada yada, i can 't sleep. That is a big sign of elevated cortisol now. Some other things with that, if you have a ton of sugar cravings, you're craving caffeine. If you have high blood pressure, you're kind of nervous. Basically, the body is in a very stimulatory state and it's just go, 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 right? Now, on the opposite side of that, we have low cortisol. Now, low cortisol, I feel like is not talked about enough. And it's honestly something that I see so, so often with the clients that I work with. It's something I experienced myself in the past after I had my second baby. Now, some other names for this are going to be like adrenal fatigue, adrenal burnout. You guys might be a little bit more familiar with that. But essentially what happens is when someone has suffered from high cortisol for such an extended period of time, your cortisol is just kind of going to like bottom out. And then that's when you're essentially going to hit that low cortisol state. Now, this is the opposite of of high cortisol, of course. So now in this sense, the, the body's going to have a hard time being a little bit more stimulatory. So You might feel really like down and sluggish, just exhausted, fatigue. You can't stay asleep. You feel like you can't wake up no matter how much sleep you have. You might have a really low blood pressure, low blood sugar, crying for no reason, feeling kind of like down and depressed and just overall like you can't can't wake up. So with that, I think it's really important to note that with cortisol is that queen bee, like top tier hormone. Okay. So if cortisol is unchecked, it's going to cause chaos all throughout the body. Cortisol itself can seriously throw off the entire endocrine system because remember, you know, as humans, our body wants us to just stay alive and it's going to react accordingly so that that can happen and so with that you know if if cortisol is unchecked the last thing your body wants to do is expend energy to get pregnant because that's going to require a lot of energy the last thing your body wants to do is expend energy and lose weight because it's perceiving stress and danger and it wants to protect you in any way that it can so that's kind of you know how how cortisol works so now we're gonna kind of switch gears here and we're gonna get into the thyroid now when it comes to the thyroid people just automatically assume the thyroid is involved with weight loss and it is the thyroid is responsible for keeping us upbeat keeping us energized helping with your metabolism overall but it's also involved with a number of other things so your digestion your brain your muscle control heart and bone function you know so many things and so something that's also not well known is that thyroid issues are one of the most common hormone imbalances out there so many people are unaware that they have a thyroid disorder. Some of this is just due to, you know, lack of knowledge in the, thi- the thyroid space, but then also like conventional medicine. Now, we'll talk about conventional versus functional medicine on its own. If you suspect you have a thyroid disorder, you have labs done and you're curious about it, shoot me a message and I can kind of like talk through that with you. Women are actually five to eight times more likely to have a thyroid disorder and that's because of all the different hormonal changes that are happening to women. So the the menstrual cycle, obviously hormones are changing through that. And not only that, but then there's hormonal birth control. You throw that in, that's going to cause some hormonal chaos overall. And then you get into like pregnancy and postpartum where stress is really high. Hormones are doing a lot of things. So that's why women are generally more likely to have some thyroid imbalances. So now when it comes to the thyroid, the thyroid can be a little bit overfunctioning or underfunctioning. I generally see under functioning, so like hypothyroidism a lot more. And that's mainly what I'm going to talk about today. But it is not impossible to have an overfunctioning thyroid. So just keep that in mind. When we're when we're talking about the low thyroid, there are a couple of ways that this can happen. So it can either be that the thyroid isn't producing enough hormones on its own, or that the thyroid is producing too much of the inactive T4. So remember, you know, in case you didn't know, T4 is the inactive thyroid hormone. So if you're having labs done, this is why it's really annoying that doctors are only looking at your TSH and your T4. So T3 is the active form. So your body needs to convert T4 into T3 So that it can be used. Some signs of a sluggish low thyroid are going to be a really big one that I see is, you know, of course, struggling to lose weight. Struggling to um, see that body composition that they want or uncontrolled weight gain. Now dry skin and hair and nails is another big thing. And also sensitivity to cold. So if your hands and feet are just constantly cold, you just feel like you can't warm up no matter what you do. Sometimes that's a sign... Heavy periods and constipation are two big signs that are really big indicators of a sluggish thyroid. And I feel like they're so often overlooked in the thyroid space. And then, you know, of course, the metabolism is involved with like energy and all of that. So sometimes, if someone has a sluggish thyroid, they might have really poor energy. So, naturally, because we are on the Estrogen Express, we have to start off these sex hormones with my girl, Estrogen. Now, really quickly i want you guys to take a step back and when you look at your sex hormones think of estrogen and progesterone like these two sisters okay estrogen's going to dominate the first half of your cycle then from when you ovulate until you start your next period progesterone's going to like be the star of the show okay so estrogen in the first half of your cycle she's your sister who's fun upbeat she's going to have you feeling like confident wanting to go out and socialize and party Now progesterone is going to be the sister who her like ideal dream day is going to be sitting on the couch watching her favorite tv show Maybe reading her favorite book like I don't know maybe reading some like rebecca yaros or sarah j moss Just putting that in there really quick and just like wanting to stay home under a bunch of blankets and like not socialize Okay, so think of that when you think of your menstrual cycle so Estrogen is involved with so many different things. Estrogen is responsible for giving you a lot of the female characteristics in that menstrual cycle. Estrogen is involved with helping thicken up that endometrial lining and making sure that the endometrial lining is a suitable environment for if you were to get pregnant, okay? Now, it's involved in so many other things too that are kind of overlooked. So like your cholesterol, your heart health, your pelvic health, brain health, you know, a whole number of things, okay? Now, estrogen, of course, has to be balanced. And so you can have too much estrogen, you can have too less. Now, estrogen dominance is going to, of course, be when estrogen gets a little bit higher. And there are a lot of signs of this. So, you know, someone might have really bad PMS. They might have really heavy and long periods. Now, they also might have some mid-cycle or like ovulation pain, now, some other things that you might have, you might have some intense like menstrual migraines. You might have some fibroids, endometriosis, which we'll talk about in the future. But overall, you might just feel really down, like you're unable to control your moods. And you also might have some really tender boobies. Now, on the opposite side of that, we have low estrogen. So so some signs that we generally see with low estrogen are if periods are going to be kind of like mia very, very minimal and light, short, showing up like, you know, very randomly every couple of months. You might have hot flashes and night sweats. You might, again, you know, have some, some mood disorders or like poor cognitive function overall because remember, estrogen is involved with your brain health. And also with that, you know, if your sex hormones are off, you might have very little like sex drive. And so that's something that you generally see with low estrogen overall so again you know we already talked about the the fun party sisters so remember estrogen is going to dominate the first half of your cycle which is why you know you might feel a little bit more upbeat in the first half of your cycle and then the second half we get into our girl progesterone so remember progesterone kind of has you feeling like a little bit like more chill and cozy or wanting to be right now if you have low progesterone So progesterone is responsible for maintaining that endometrial lining in the second half of your cycle. So basically the first half of your cycle you're building up and thickening that lining. You ovulate and then the second half of your cycle progesterone is holding that in place so that if you were to get pregnant it's holding that all together until your placenta is strong enough to like take over and help with the progesterone production. Okay Some signs that you might have low progesterone is that you're having difficulty getting pregnant but also staying pregnant because again, progesterone is supposed to hold that lining together and if that lining is not a great spot for a baby, your body's going to prioritize you know, reproduction in that fetus and so it's not going to carry out that pregnancy. Now you might also have some, a lot of the signs that you would have with like estrogen dominance because estrogen and progesterone are going to kind of be working together in the second half of your cycle and so if progesterone is too low and estrogen is too high in comparison to progesterone you're going to have a lot of those estrogen dominant symptoms some other things that might indicate low progesterone are spotting and like breakthrough bleeding is what we call that at random points in your cycle and then again tender breasts heavy periods what what have you so now we have to talk about testosterone and testosterone is another one of those hormones that I feel like so often is demonized. And a lot of that is because of the PCOS space. Now, PCOS is a really complex thing and we can do a whole episode on PCOS in the future if that's something that you guys are interested in. But testosterone, you know, some of the roles of testosterone are helping convert fat to muscle, helping with your skin health, with your mood, your motivation, your brain health, helping you feel confident and strong And also helping you want to, you know, have sex with your significant other, just saying. So with that, you know, if androgens are all over the place, you can have too much, you can have too few of androgens. So we'll kind of start with too many because I feel like we've been kind of doing that starting with the too much um, with all the other hormones. So, you know, if you have too many androgens, so like testosterone, DHEA, what have you. So something that you'll see when you have excess androgens. So you'll see a lot of hair growth in some cases. So maybe on the face maybe on the body, you know, wherever it is. You might also see some hair loss on the head. You might have some skin problems, some ovarian cysts. Menstrual cycles are probably going to be, you know, a little bit irregular. Ovulation can kind of be all over the place as well. Blood sugar stabilization can be a little bit trickier. Now, again, on the opposite side of that, we have low androgens. And so low androgens, a lot of times what you'll see, very, very little sex drive. You might Not feel very confident, you might not feel very motivated, you might struggle to put on that muscle mass that you're wanting. And so, with all of that, you know, it's also important to remember that, again, everything's interconnected. So, it's really common to have a combination of hormone imbalances. So, for example, if someone has low progesterone, they might have high estrogen. If someone has elevated cortisol, they might have pretty low sex hormones. So, with all of that, that's kind of all that I have for you guys today. I know this was kind of a ton of information, but like I said, I just wanted to kick it off with starting to get you guys thinking about some of the symptoms that you're having and maybe starting to put the pieces together for what's normal and what's not for you and let you know that you don't have to feel the way that you do. You don't have to struggle with the things that you are. There is a solution and hopefully you and I can unpack that as we move forward. All right, guys, that was the final stop on the Estrogen Express for today. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to keep your seat here, please make sure to leave a review and share so that all of us estrogen baddies can be cycle synced, educated, and strong. This is Hormone Sav, and I'll catch you guys later.